Welcome to Ink Drinkers, a literary tea party podcast where we discuss books and drink tea. Happy 2023! Happy New Year! (laughs) Um, Yeah, we are coming to you in a brand new year. Um, We are hoping for... All good things. All five-star reads this year. All five-star reads. That's my New Year's resolution. <laughs> just kidding. Man, how cool would that be, though? If you just if you, you said that's what I, that was your intention, and then it just started to happen. Yeah, and you just read all five-star reads. Like, oh, that would be cool. <laughs> it would be. Only the good ones. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm excited about all the books that I'm going to read this year. <laughs> And our podcast where we get to discuss them. Yes. So uh, true. Yeah. So holidays are over. <laughs> New Year is setting in. It feels like last year went by so fast. Oh my God, I know. Yet slowly with Lucia. Like I felt like it's so fast yet no, I mean, it's just such a weird, it's such a weird thing. And I think most people who probably had a child will like agree. And, you know, there's always like sayings for that kind of stuff where um, the years are short, but the days are long or whatever. Uh-huh. And that's so true. You feel it. <laughs> yeah. You feel that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I don't know. It's a strange thing to be out of the holidays. I feel like the holidays kind of snuck up on us. They always do. Yeah. Even if I'm like, it's coming, they're coming, prepare yourself, then they're just, they're here all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have like, do you, oh, first of all, do you have any New Year's resolutions? Um, no, I, I generally don't do New Year's resolutions. I mean, I don't like specifically say anything because I just feel like that's setting me up for either. For failure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, obviously fair. I have things where I, it feels like a renewal and yes. a time to start over. So my mind, you know, I tell myself, get going. But you can do that any time of the year, guys. Yep, you sure can. You can make resolutions. January 1st, January 3rd, February 28th, whatever day works for you. Um, so I generally don't, but I do have a mindset of renewal. So it is a new beginning to me in general, and you always try to start off strong, hopefully, whatever that looks like to you. So yeah, I would like to, you know, have healthier nutrition habits. Yes. Fitness same, habits. Same, same, Um Cleaning habits <laughs> at the house. Just general things that if you would actually do would make your life <laughs> much more joyful and... um you know, a little bit easier, I think. Agreed. I don't have any specific resolutions for the year. The last couple of years I've been doing like a word, you know, like a word to set the tone for your year. Like 2022 for me was intention. Mm-hmm. I tried to just be more intentional about the, yeah. about the things I was doing and choosing and whatever. I like um, that. 
This year, I want a word that's something, I haven't come up with the exact word yet, but I have kind of like the idea behind it in my head. I want something about like fresh starts and, you know, positive changes and things like that. So let, let me know if you come up with one word to encapsulate that what, <laughs> and that um, will be my word. <laughs> what did you send me on Instagram the other day that we did together? Oh, yeah. Can I, re- can I read it? Should we, should we should each read ours. We should say what our words were. Okay. Um, and maybe that'll help. Did uh, I inspire you? you. It was on in Instagram. It was in messaging. Instagram. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think your words Wait. might give you some inspiration. I haven't pulled mine up yet. Okay, so my words were breakthrough, money, connection, and alignment. Let's explain it first so people understand what we did. You do. True. Since you sent it. Okay, so it's this... Um, I mean, it looks like a bunch of jumbled letters, and it says, not that I believe in this, it was just a fun thing yeah, to do, but it says the first four words you see will be your mantra for 2023. Um, and the first four words that I saw were breakthrough, money, connection, and alignment. And yeah. then I sent it to Marissa, and hers were change, purpose, alignment, and gratitude. And maybe we are aligning i was thinking like we we need we need to align something together (laughs) align um we'll align on the podcast we'll align in i don't know who knows professional and personal pursuits possibly perfection um but yeah i like breakthrough i want to have a big breakthrough this year yeah let's do that let's go with that one okay it doesn't have to be your word but it jogged my memory when you said that and i said we've done something similar to this maybe that will inspire us so um yeah and today we get to start the year off by talking about books the best thing ever yes okay you're up first madam so i've told you about this book before we've briefly discussed the author and i don't think that she's a you're like a huge fan of her past work okay um but my book is the sea of tranquility by emily st john mandel gotcha mandel however you say it i think i don't know i always say emily st john mandel but that doesn't mean that's the right way to say it i think that's right (laughs) so i've had this on my list um for a while now i'd kind of been like i'm not sure i'm ready I'm like interested in that particular topic right now um my friend austin knows that we have a podcast and just out of the blue he lives in los angeles he like randomly messaged me two weeks ago and asked me if i had read this and that it was outside of his normal like read but that he really enjoyed it and so i said no i haven't but it's been on my list and I read Station Eleven years ago and like really liked it. Which, which is the one I didn't like. Right. And I think she only has maybe one other one. She has um, the Lola Quartet. Okay, then no, I don't know. I've only read Station she's Eleven a, by her. She has a few, but yeah. Um, and I did really like it. But I, um, that one is a little bit different than this, but has similar vibes. I have been curious about this one, so. Yeah, so it's a shorter book i think it was i don't know maybe six hours long okay or something like that um it's doable in a day for me so that's appealing yeah well and obviously we if you read it on a faster speed so like it was less than that yeah but um so station 11 is pretty much apocalyptic a virus 
invades the world, um, somewhat present day at that time, and then obviously in the future is after all of this and like the the outcome of the situation right. uh, with the virus. So this story is incorporates time travel, which okay. the other one did not. Right. Um, it's hard for me to discuss it because I don't want to give anything away, <laughs> but I did really like it, and I I will say that I. It wrapped up at the end. It was like full circle, which okay. I love. Yeah. Especially stories that are time travel or you're confused and things seem like you, you know that there's a point and like they discuss that there's this situation that they're trying to understand and they are kind of all over the map in regard to time frame. So you're in the past, like way past 20th century, um, then you're in our present day you're also in the 90s prior to that you're in the future and then you're in way future where it's all over the place it's all over the place um so i'm trying to see how i can best describe it i'll kind of just kind of discuss some of the um some of the characters so there's a few different characters that they discuss and they surround uh, you hear their stories so edwin st james is in the living in the 20th century He's a little strange. Um, he happens to be at a dinner party and he says a few things in conversation at the table that are just not becoming. <laughs> and his family pretty much, um, he embarrasses them at the table. He has some radical views that are just not becoming of a gentleman of his, um, you know, I don't know, stature and how he was raised in this boarding schools that he went to and all this mm, yes, kind of stuff. of course. So he leaves because his Father is pretty much like, get out of town. You embarrassed us. Wow. You're a little strange. Harsh. We did all this stuff for you. You're ruining our family name. So he leaves. He gets on um, a ship, basically, and he goes to Canada, and he's in Vancouver Island near St. Edward Island. Okay. Um, it's 1912, the start. Okay. okay. So he... Um, Starts, he's, he's in this little town. No one knows him. No one knows his prestigious family. He feels finally like he's kind of gotten out of that world where all eyes were on him and the privilege and all this um, that he he grew up around. Um, and he starts walking around and decides to walk through the woods. And something happens to him in the woods. He's He's walking through... And he all of a sudden starts hearing violin music and it's like a glitch. And he's all of a sudden in a, he doesn't know what it is, but he's in a airship terminal (laughs) watching a guy play violin while he can still kind of see the forest that he's walking through. And then it just stops and he's back in the forest and it just shakes him to his core because he doesn't know what happened. It's really bizarre. He didn't know the stuff around him, what he was looking at. Um... And then he's right back in his present moment in the forest. And he runs to the beach and vomits. Trippy. Okay. So um, we hear a little bit more about his story. But then we get to uh, about two centuries later in the 21st century. And um, there is an author and her name is Olive Llewellyn. And she's on a book tour. And she's on a book tour on Earth. Because she lives in uh, a moon colony. Mm-hmm. So at this point, 
Um, obviously not correct because it's our time frame and there's like people living on different moons and there's moon colonies and they're basically artificial, beautiful, like if you have, if you are relatively wealthy and well off, you go, you can go live on these moon colonies because sure. the earth at this point has a lot of pollution and, um, it's sometimes not, inha- you know, inhabitable, but there's areas that are still livable. A lot of people still live there. Her parents still live on Earth. So she leaves her husband and her five-year-old daughter to go on this tour all around basically the world in on Earth. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, the tour is uh, in January of 2020. Oh. Okay. So, so in January of 2020, there's moon colonies? There are, but the same... Okay. Reality of our 2020 is about to occur. Got it. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Um, there, her, she has a book. It's called like Marianite or something like that. I'm not saying that right. And it's her second novel that she's written and it becomes a sensation, like bestseller. I don't think it's a New York Times bestseller. So I don't know <laughs> if that's a thing. Um, but it's a bestseller and people love it. And it's very futuristic and time travel and all this kind of stuff. And people just like, lost their minds over it and she just she's like you know like she wrote it and there wasn't anything necessarily profound or something um just the story that she. but people love it and so there is a quote from the book and it says a man plays his violin for change in the echoing corridor corridor of an airship terminal as the trees of a forest rise around him hmm um, Gasberry Jacques Roberts. Wow, there's more. Lives in the future. And that was a name of a character in Olive's book. Okay. Gasberry's mother was a fan of Olive Llewellyn's work, and she named her son after the character in Olive's book. Okay. My face right now is just like I've. I know, I know. There's a lot going on. Sorry. Ooh. Okay. Well, let's just do this. No, no, okay, no. So, I'm just. So Gasberry I'm... is in the future. Uh huh. But it's present day in the book, and he basically becomes a time traveler as a profession in his time period, and he goes back in time, and he realizes that um, he can change. He can change the past. Right. Okay. I mean, you. everyone can change the past, but it's obviously frowned upon by the league that he works <laughs> with. And if you do it, there are major repercussions from that. Okay? So he's aware of all of this. And um, there, he, it's always explained to him that there's some level of um, or a lack of humanity that goes in with his job because you know when everyone's going to die. You know how they die. Basically, you research all of this, these situations for, I think, like five years and then you go into that time period. So you're aware of everything, and it's very easy for you to tell someone something that could change the trajectory. Right. Um, But obviously, you're not allowed to do that. And if you do, there's, you know, repercussions from that. Um, And so it's kind of... He is going back and forth in time. So you you hear the stories of these characters, and you learn about his childhood and his situation, but then you also go back in time with him okay. as well. Okay. Um, and how all of those stories he is affiliated with in some way. 
it's just really interesting. I'm going to stop there because I don't want to give anything away. But it's really just him, um, you know. I mean, this is like, the, the colonies are like 500 years in the future. Starts in 1912. He goes back to all these times. And then it wraps up at the end, which is shocking that it could wrap up as well as it did. And I, I got goosebumps oh, okay. at the end when I was like, oh, I'm getting, I know you haven't read this, but I'm getting Cloud Cuckoo Land vibes by Anthony Doerr. I know you you reviewed that. Yeah, yeah, and it's not necessarily the time travel piece of it, but just the being in the in the different um, parts of time and kind of how they're all connected and things like that. I'm, I'm getting major Cloud Cuckoo Land vibes. But where you said Cloud Cuckoo Land was a little confusing, uh-huh. this is not confusing. Okay. Well, and because good. it's such a short book. You're not like, oh my God, you know? Like <laughs> yeah, it, Cloud there, Cuckoo Land was so long. Because <laughs> there is a lot going on, yeah. you know? Um, but it's very interesting. Huh. And it's a quick read. I I wasn't sure if this was something I was interested in reading before, but um, now I'm very intrigued. So. That's good. And, and I, I like, like the fact that it's a quick read. Yeah. So I'll add it to my list. Awesome. Okay, my book um, this time around is a thriller. Okay. I haven't been reading a ton of thrillers lately, um, mostly because I feel like when I read them, I'm just so disappointed in the endings. Like, they never, I don't know, they just never work for me. Um, But this one had a really good ending, so I think that's why I enjoyed it so much. Um, it's called All the Dangerous Things by Stacey Willingham. It actually comes out January 10th. So okay. mark your calendars. It'll be out soon. Um, I got a free advanced listening copy from Libra FM. So the premise is that Isabella Drake um, hasn't really slept, like truly slept in about a year because her son Mason um disappeared okay a year ago okay and he was taken out of his bedroom no idea where he went how it happened um but she like they described how she just has like micro sleeps like she just she'll kind of just zone out for five ten minutes at a time and that's her sleeping like she doesn't actually sleep at night and that's like a big a big theme in the story is sleep um, because we also go back and forth to um, when she was a child and she was a sleepwalker Okay. as a child. So she's always had sleep. So issues. she's always had weird sleep things going on. Um, when She has a sister. And so when she was younger, she would like sleepwalk and it would freak her sister out. And she'd like wake, her sister would wake up and she would just be standing over her bed, just staring at her, you know, like creepy sleepwalky things. Um, so in present day, she separated from her husband. Um, like obviously, that's very traumatic if you lose a child um, and they just couldn't really handle it together. She um, is now kind of like making the circuit of like she goes to what they call true crime con and she's telling her story. This is what happened to me. This is what happened to my son. Help me find him. Like she's doing whatever she can to find her son. And 
when she's leaving True Crime Con, she is approached by a podcaster. And he says, look, I've had success with some of the cases that I've done on my podcast before, and I'd like to help you out. So if you're willing, we can do a podcast and maybe we can get some answers. So that's the basic premise of the book. Um, like I said, it goes back and forth in time. So you learn about her past and what happened back then with her sleepwalking and all this kind of stuff. And then you learn about the present and her son disappearing. And I see the wheels turning in your head and whatever you think, you're probably wrong. And that's what I love in a, in a thriller where you, you like, you think you have all the answers and then the author's like, ha ha ha, just kidding. The podcaster. <laughs> the, the, po- the podcaster stole Mason. That's not really what I was thinking. I was thinking she did something to him. Uh, well, I don't know. You'll have to read it to find out. But I thought it was really good. I thought the ending was really well done. And it was five stars for me. And I very rarely rate thrillers five stars because they just never live up to the hype. Cool. I'm going to have to check this one out then. <laughs> yeah. It's very twisty and like, oh. And you didn't see it coming? No. No, I didn't. I didn't. It was good. It was good. Yep. Um, can I tell you about a book that was a disappointment? You sure can. Um, it was A Thousand Heartbeats by Kira Cass. Oh, no. Oh, I'm so sorry. It's okay. <laughs> um, so Kira Cass wrote the selection series. I read this a very long time ago. Loved it. But, you know, I did, as I was reading this, think, would I love it now? Yeah. Well, I read the selection series a few years ago because of you, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, this just really fell flat. So the selection series, the whole premise of it was way more interesting of a storyline, in my opinion, um, with all the women, the girls going to the castle and vying for the prince's attention and trying to get him. And then there was, it wasn't just all flowery, like some of them ended up like, you know, dying and like there was like invasions and all this kind of stuff. So it had action. It was interesting. The characters seemed more substantial i don't know um so this is about princess annika and lennox so princess annika lives in a castle and um she has a pretty easy life very lavish surroundings she doesn't really have a lot of hardships her mother did go missing three years ago and so that is a big thing for them throughout the book that they don't know what happened to the mother she was they don't, there was no sign of struggle, so they don't know what happened. Um, Lennox lives relatively nearby, but far enough away outside of the kingdom. And he, um, they live in this dilapidated castle in the middle of nowhere land. Like, they don't really have, like, he, they're not on the maps or anything. And there's a guy who is, like, the head leader, and he's awful, and Lennox is like a soldier in this army and they call themselves the Duranian army. And basically his claim is that the castle that Annika lives in and her whole lineage stole, stole, stole the crown from his, from his, his people. Yeah. I do remember that part from the, um, from yeah. the description. So he's like a trained killer and like, 
he kills for this guy. Like anytime anything's needs, like he's the guy to go to. So he's, you know, kind of he's generally like a depressing kind of guy. He doesn't have a lot of connections with people. His mother is this guy's mistress. And so they have a strange relationship ever since his father died. Um, and his father was murdered by the people of this new, uh, not new, like of that you know, right. group. Um, it's kind of star-crossed lovers. It was just kind of boring. <laughs> it just didn't make any sense. It was very quickly like he's this ruthless killer. And then all of a sudden, you know, everything's like flowery and like, <laughs> they just meet each other and they're like in love with each other. It just doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh. Um, That's a bummer. The characters were just kind of like, meh. I don't know. I just, yeah, not great. If you like those types of stories, I would suggest um, Amy A. Bartol is another um, author in hers are more sci-fi, fantasy, romance, star-crossed. And I, the three that she has, I've loved them. And I would say um, Secondborn is most like this novel in regard to subject matter, but way more interesting. <laughs> um, anyways. Hmm. Yeah. Well, so it was a letdown. It happens. Yeah. But it's a bummer. Well, let's talk about our tea that you let's bought me for tea. Christmas. You haven't tasted it yet? No, I haven't. Here we go. Ooh, yummy. That's really good. It is good. Tell me about it. Okay. Um, so this is actually from the English Tea Room in Covington, Louisiana. Shout out to them. They have a really cute, it's like, um, it looks like a little home and it's in the quaint downtown Covington area. Um, and they have, it's like a lunch place. So they have like food, but it's high tea. You can have high tea or regular lunch. And then they have tons and tons and tons of teas. Like you, the menu for tea is just pages and oh pages my long, gosh. front and back. I still haven't been. We need to go one we day. Do. It's really I've only been once. Yeah. It was really cool. I liked it a lot. Um, so I asked for a really good dessert tea because that's what Jamie and I generally we always give Yum. those higher higher ratings, it seems. Um, this one is called Midnight Rain, and the description is it's not a huge description, but it's a black tea. And it has flavorings of coconut and almond, and it tastes like a wedding cake. And it does. It does. It definitely tastes like an almond wedding cake. It's really good. I like it a lot. Yeah, I liked it too. Thank you for giving me this. And thank you for the lady who recommended it. (laughs) So true. It smells the way that it tastes. Like, it smells like wedding cake. It tastes like wedding cake. It's really good. I think I'm going to go through this four-ounce bag pretty quickly. (laughs) And then we will be forced to go back to the English Tea Room and buy more. Yes. Is this all? I'm looking at the bag, and there's like a bunch of different... It looks like the label on the bag has a bunch of different types of teas that they sell, like English Evening, Paris... Pumpkin spice, something berry, Royal Bengal Tiger, Yorkshire Harrogate. Maybe they just put a few on each bag so that like you can ask about them. I don't know because their lists are super long. Yeah. I don't know. That's interesting. And they're by um, black tea, herbal tea. Like it, right. They're different. And then it says like flavored black tea. Like there's just a list of all kinds of and you click on each one like a menu. 
on online if you wanted to go look and see what they have available. But I mean, it's a ton. So yum. It's a ton. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you again. You're welcome. This delicious tea. And Jamie got me the cutest calendar for next year. And every year is a photo of Lucia. Every month. Every month is a photo of Lucia um, starting in January of this past year. And it goes through her becoming a year old. So I get to look at it every day on my desk. I'm excited. It's really pretty. Yeah, and I got a beautiful puzzle from Marissa. So, yay. All right. I feel like I say that a lot. And then when I'm, like, editing the podcast, I listen back and I'm like, yay. And I'm like, ugh, it sounds so weird. Why do I say that? Well, thank you for a fabulous recommendation. Same to you. I'm I'm going to start reading that soon. Yeah, it's, I mean, you're going to get through it in a day. Yeah. And then mine, again, comes out January 10th. So mark your calendar. Marked. It was good. Awesome. All right. Until next time. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check out the show notes for the full list of books we discussed today. You can find that in your podcast app or on our website, inkdrinkerspodcast.com. And please support us by subscribing anywhere you listen to podcasts and leaving a review. You can find us on Instagram and on Twitter at inkdrinkerspod. Cheers.